0: Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real-life stories from high-performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working, well, right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. So it's me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and I am here to talk to you today about a webinar that I got involved in, uh, yesterday actually, in fact, um, with a gentleman called Graham Codrington, um, who is from Tomorrow Today Global. Uh, He was doing it on behalf of the National Sales Conference, which is an organization um, that I have been aware of, got involved last year with attending their um, sales conference. Uh, It's a great opportunity for me to kind of touch base with the real world uh, beyond the entrepreneurial world that I spend most of my time in to see what's actually happening in in the bigger corporate environments. So their conferences you can actually get CPD points for. So you know they're decent conferences, they're not sales fests and that's why I go along to them. Sadly my expectation of events is that they become in a lot of scenarios pitch fests uh, which is quite painful and not enjoyable to pay to attend. So, um, really enjoyed those. Definitely worth looking up um, National Sales Conference, which is done by Lincoln West. Uh, they're not doing one this year, it's all online, but um, next year it hopes to be in person again. Actually, uh, this year working online, it actually really works for me because I'd already bought my ticket. So, that means that I can actually sit at home and consume more information um, with our little newbie, hopefully. So this episode is all around the webinar that I attended and the information that um, Graham imparted around changes and what organizations need to be thinking about and doing in order to create the right culture in their organization and create something which is substantial uh, and manageable going forward, be that whatever is going to be going on um, with lockdowns, and external environments that you can't control. So really, it's kind of, it was talking future-proofing, really, your business. And from my point of view, I really liked it because I felt like it dragged a lot of organizations and, and this scenario of COVID and lockdown and everything else has dragged companies from the traditional ways of doing things, keeping themselves offline, keeping to what they've always done. It's had to make them change up. And some of them have really, really stepped up. And I know I've said in previous podcasts how inspiring I found that. You know, the reason for that is is people got resourceful. They came with new ideas. They tried out new ideas. And actually, that was a very much the, the ethos of the presentation was now is a time to, to test things. Because actually, the normal that we knew, the normal that we relied upon, isn't there. Uh, it was an opportunity. This has been an opportunity where massive changes happened overnight. And so there's no certainty. And so out of that can come the opportunity to take more risks and to test things that you might have just been inclined to put on a back burner and not pay so much attention to because you know they're distractions whereas now actually they might be really great opportunities and they're worth looking into so um it, the actual presentation started off with a quote from Darwin which I really liked actually which isn't around you know it's not the strongest of the species that survives nor the most intelligent it's the one that's the most adaptable to change and I've said before on the podcast how inspiring I found it that people who are really stepping up and seeing opportunities in this yes it is rubbish for people yes it has been very difficult yes business has shut and for some people there hasn't been those opportunities in the same way but you know I have witnessed businesses in exactly the same position who have either altered their product offering or that favorite word pivoting and everyone is using but they've done that or they've looked at different ways of doing it. Uh, you know, For instance, in the agency, we had somebody at the beginning of lockdown who cancelled their onboarding session with us, wanted to you know, shut down the hatches in their field because they felt like they wouldn't be able to trade or make money. They had a sales team. They were happy to furlough everybody and just batten down the hatches and weather out that storm. The thing is, is that we didn't know at the beginning of lockdown how long it was all going to last for. And so, you know, weathering out that storm, there's only so much weathering you can do before you just have to get out in it and appreciate that this is the, you know, the normal. Uh, this is what the environment we are working with and we are working with foreseeably. Time within four weeks, we were contacted by somebody in exactly the same industry, looking at a, a different geography, but exactly the same thing. And they came to us because they were like, we can't do nothing. Now, I just loved that. I loved that opportunity to see those two attitudes, to see those two responses, uh, and to witness the the difference it made. And, you know, last week that person uh, sent a message to Martin telling them how, you know, you have saved my business. Now, which is really, really lovely um, and actually made him a little bit emotional, I think, for Martin anyway. Uh, But, you know, it was very, it's very nice to hear. It's nice to know that you've had that input. But the, the key thing is there that actually we did, we didn't save it. Um, you know, he saved it. He saved it because he made a brave decision. He decided that instead of, you know, he chose activity rather than inactivity. And that's the thing is, is he you could have chosen to do nothing. He could have chosen to furlough his staff, but for whatever motivation and reason, he felt that he didn't want to do that. And by embracing the opportunity, thinking, you know, what can I do? What can I do differently? He's figured out works around and you know, he started working with us and and it's been brilliant um, he's done really really well and so out of that opportunity has come the understanding that actually you can generate leads online and you can generate leads very cost effectively online would he have ventured into that area who knows but he did and the point is he did uh the point is that you know he was motivated to because of circumstances but he's explored and, and you know he's discovered a, a way of generating leads for his business which is cost effective and fields in, feeds into his sales team who can then convert them into paying customers. You know, the key things that came out of the presentation that I saw yesterday were around, you know, embracing change. You know, there's there's significant change going on globally. It's affecting how people work. It's a changing society. There's going to be a lasting legacy. Yeah. And and to be honest, I've said before, I hope there is, because if there is that lasting legacy, if, if change can come out of this, then that's a good thing. Good things have come out of this situation. Has it, you know, made up for the bad stuff? I'm not the person to say, but let's take from his what we can, which is the positive. So, you know, it's embracing that change. Uh, and the way the new way of communicating with customers going forwards and that 's where my main interest was you know i 'm in sales i 've done sales over video conferencing for some time um, because of the geography of where my client base is, so you know i haven 't done that many face to face Do I still value face to face most definitely uh, do I miss it yeah I'm re- you know it 's nice to get out and actually meet humans um, in real life. Uh, it definitely helps you form quicker relationships with them. But the thing is is that, in this new scenario, um, you know people's expectations of people traveling, people's expectations of what isn't isn't necessary have changed, and hopefully they've changed in the long term um, The environmental impact, for instance is is one major thing that you know I think is a, is a real positive that you know the people moving around less, obviously that's generating less pollution. but you know let's get back to the subject in hand, so you know. My thought process, you know, that embracing that change definitely and taking that opportunity, um, building a level of adaptivity into your company was another thing that this gentleman Graham spoke around. And what I found really interesting with that was it it, it should be something that we have been doing. And we should be looking at doing um, in organisations. And I know that I work mostly with very lean organisations. So, you know, small businesses who are, you know, they may have staff, but it's a few essential members of staff. I don't tend to work with the bigger organisations I have done where I've gone in and spoken to sales teams and so on. But I do prefer my, my smaller businesses. And actually, I was talking to Martin when we were walking the dogs last night. Um, Admittedly, quite slowly, I'm more waddling than walking. Um, But in that, we were talking around how it's really, uh, I really enjoy working with small in individuals uh, in their business to help them. you know, It matters. Each individual sale matters. It counts towards something. That team's pulling together. There's a real feeling of camaraderie. There's a real feeling of I need to make the sales to bring in the money to keep this business going. When you become detached from that, when you become an employee or when you become an employee two, three people down, Um, from the management level that can get lost that feeling of what you're doing what you're driving towards can get lost and actually it was really interesting um, because you know in the presentation they were talking around how agile organizations can be and where actually they need to to place their um, decision making and their position authority and where should that authority sit. And the thing is, is that if somebody is, you know, frontline talking to customers, but they're not able to make decisions on customers, then that's, you know, a really significant uh, drawback and so being giving staff the autonomy when you look at companies that have done really well um, you know empowering their staff to make decisions has made them more efficient and has made the customer experience uh, you know much better and I think that's a, a key thing to take away so I don't think this is anything new I don't think this is anything and you know that was what was alluded to in the presentation was this isn't anything new but you know, the situation with COVID has highlighted the lack of adaptability in large organizations. And I actually have a client who has, is providing, they do data, they do data analysis. And the difference between the lag in obtaining up-to-date data, again, that has been really highlighted in this scenario because you're looking at four weeks lead time on your data that you then make a decision on. Well, you know, two weeks into lockdown, um, what are you basing your decisions on? Uh, So it's super important that you are able to be agile and adapt quickly, Um, not just because of this scenario, not just in case scenarios happen again, but actually it makes sense in a world that is always changing and evolving. Uh, there was also, a, well, actually, there was a, a book suggested around that, which is "Turn the Ship Around" by David Markway. You know, having that clarity and purpose of why now, and what's going on, and and the vision, the understanding, and and basically getting people to pull together as a team was the sort of general theme on that, which I really liked. Um, and you know, if you have got skill gaps, if you aren't able to provide that authority to people then what do you need to do in order to help them get to that point and I thought that was a really significant point there um you know is this actually there is no point in in giving somebody the authority to make decisions and the autonomy if uh they're just not up to it so it's like okay well how do we get that person up to it do we you know and going beyond that which was wasn't what's covered in the presentation but my thought process on it was you know looking at your current staffing looking at what skills they have looking at where there's gaps in that and seeing where you may need to plug gaps I was talking to a client this morning and they were saying about how many decent quality candidates there are around at the moment looking for jobs now you know obviously with then that you know those scenarios you have The, you know, issues with will people actually stay? If they're so good, will they stay? Well, you know, that is down to you. Um, Would you not take somebody on because they won't stay? Um, Potentially. But, you know, you need to weigh up what they can bring to that scenario and how much training they need in in the process. But, you know, there's decent people around, so looking at where you need to plug those gaps to make sure that you have the ability to make those decisions and empower the right people so that the business as a whole can be adaptable and it can move quickly and create that change. And then, you know, that whole idea of reimagining was another element that was covered in this presentation, which I thought was, you know, a really decent element to cover. You know, at the end of the day, you know, people wanting to go into their homes and create, which is what was said in the presentation was, you know, trying to recreate your work environment, you know, the, the clocking on the clocking off in the same way. Is that necessary? Do we need to do that, or do we need to embrace the opportunity of seeing actually? Do we want to be measuring more outputs? And you know, it was a really good point from Graham was around, you know, actually rather than looking inputs, so the time that they spend sat on their the chair looking at the computer, actually if they're able to produce. Uh, the same work in a shorter period of time. Does it matter if they take a three-hour lunch break? Does it matter if they do something else? Um, and you know, it's it's managing those things up. I've always been a real advocate of working from home. Uh, I think that lots of companies overlook that, but I think a lot of companies don't trust their staff to do the work, and that's where clarity on what your expectation is on those outputs is super important. Um, you know, I thoroughly enjoy <laughs> working for myself, working from the bottom of the garden in our office, but you know, I definitely do put in the hours, I definitely do put in the work, and, you know, if you're in a position where you're not trusting your staff to work as hard as you, I think the expectation is, is that they do 60% of what you would do, um, effort-wise, because it's not their business, okay, so looking at that 60%, what does that look like, that seems to be, I got that statistic from somewhere, um, I would have to dig it out if you wanted me to, to find more information on that, but that's where, um, I believe that's where about it sits and that kind of makes sense you know people aren't going to work as hard as you do in the business unless you're putting elements in place to incentivize them to encourage them to make them feel part of a team and make them feel like uh, their their efforts matter and actually uh, Daniel h pink I am a big fan and uh, one of his books around how to motivate people talks around the different elements of what you can put in place to encourage people and actually it's not the financial bonuses that you are expecting um but you know motivating them getting them all to look at deliverables um and, and how they can contribute and and making it so that people can bring suggestions and ideas to the table you know the, the wise old owls that people want you to look at within organizations who have been there done that seen this and everything else they haven't seen this. There was absolutely no way that those people were around during the Spanish flu. um, You know, that was a very long time ago. There hasn't been anything like that. These are unknown times. And so it's a great opportunity to actually open up the discussion because who actually does have an understanding of this who has had experience like this so you know you can't go looking for those people those people with pearls of wisdom they can base it on other stuff but they have not been through this scenario before take home from the whole thing was it's not around having some sort of crisis response to what's happened it's about looking at this taking the positives from this and making sure that we include them in our future plans for our businesses so that was my take on it now you know please do there's there's lots of different uh, things involved uh, through the national sales conference um i have <laughs> i have sent them an email to check that it's okay to talk about them so hopefully they're going to say yes before i put this out um but you know I, I am a fan i think it's great to have a body like that who represents uh, a sector you know such as sales which is super important going to their conference last year was was super valuable for me to keep touch with what's going on in the industry and to see what you know the bigger organizations the corporates as i refer to them it's good to keep in contact and know what's going on there uh, so that you can you can see what's going on in that world i think you know obviously the bigger an organization the less adaptable it is going to be to change the quicker it's going to the longer it's going to take for them to make a change whereas you know the the plus point of being a small and lean organization is the fact that you can uh you can move and you can adapt quickly and so surely there is opportunities there for our smaller organizations to step up and have having made those changes quicker make the most of it and and grow but hopefully not to the point where they can't be adaptable Thanks for listening guys I've really enjoyed just giving you a little bit of a summary on that please do tune into the next podcast where I'm going to be talking around objections thanks for listening happy selling thanks for listening to the selling without Sleeves podcast if you enjoyed this episode please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review it's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it